Good morning, it's your Friday night DM, Shay Cormack speaking here. Uh, thanks for joining me again for another episode of uh, my podcast. I would like to speak today about the creative challenge, it continues, and about the limitations and um, time pressure that are part of it, as well as that sense of anxiety, performance anxiety, um, that we all face as well. There's a real dichotomy where in some ways this is a collaborative game where the players are just as responsible for how fun and exciting and interesting the game turns out on a Friday night when they all come to sit together at your table. But also there's a performative um, view of the game as well where the DM is vastly um, responsible for how interesting and fun and engaging and creative the endeavor is. Both of those things are true and uh, I think most people who do probably feel that performative um, pressure a lot and worry a little bit about whether they're going to make something cool or fun for the people that come around to play on in their game and whether everyone's going to like it and whether everyone's going to keep coming back and whether people are genuinely enjoying it or you're just the only game in town so they're forced to come and play your brand of D&D. I was listening to a podcast the other day, what was it, it might have been some kind of psychological um, lecture and uh, oh no, I think it might have been uh, someone sharing a, like their testimony about creativity and uh, and their Christianity and they were saying they asked this question to the audience like put up your hand if you think of yourself as creative well at the time both my hands were busy looking after my baby so I didn't put my hand up because I would I'd I would say that I'm creative um, sometimes when I'm not feeling super good I will say I'm not very creative but I am reasonably good at a facsimile of creativity, especially if I have uh, sources to steal from and copy. Um, but then she asked also then, well, but who when they were five or six thought they were creative? You know, and she made that point that most little kids think they're creative and it's not until their brand of creativity is poo-pooed or looked down on or for whatever other reasons, um, their brand of creativity just doesn't quite meet the mark or is squished out or evaporates. I don't know what the process is. Um, but somehow we get to being adults and we're a little bit more conformist maybe. Um, we're a little bit more shy about our efforts. And there's, when I was thinking about my idea for the game I'm running this Friday night, I am concerned about it. I'll just talk about the limitations I have uh, first. You know, I'm trying to create a brand new experience every Friday night. Um, I have a limited amount of time in my weekly schedule to do preparation and some of that time is going to be soaked up um, in the crafting aspect of the preparation and so I, I don't have that much time and Last weekend, sad day, I think it was sad day, after the game we'd played on the Friday night, I was going for a walk with my friend 
and I was talking to her about um, the next session and spitballing with her some ideas and we came up with an idea and I decided to run with it and I've been second guessing it a little bit and I'm thinking to myself but I can't change the idea now there's already not that I've done a massive amount of preparation for it yet already but I'd say I've sunk at least half an hour to an hour into preparing this theme or this idea and I've got plans for how I'm going to spend the rest of the, my one or two hours of preparation um, do, doing some crafting and doing some other stuff and so I just really can't change um, and if I do change then I'll be even under more time pressure and probably be more anxious about it um, so I'm just going to stick with the idea I've got and run with it and it's one of the tricky bits is there was no real brainstorming of like coming up with 10 different ideas discarding the nine that that weren't very good and then moving on with the, the best one and when it comes to writing the tables and the content I'm not going to be writing 10 pages of content and then editing it and stripping out the the 90 percent of the ideas that aren't very good um, I've just got to go with what I come up with pretty much as it flows out of me um, and there's a little bit of room for you know double checking the uh, combat rating of monsters and making sure I'm not going to basically trying to make sure I'm not going to kill everyone um, by accident but other than that um, I have to run with what I've got and one of the other things that goes on in my mind as I think about this I don't know if anyone's heard of the Prado distribution basically the Prado distribution is a truism in almost every statistical an analysis so for example uh, a tiny fraction of people um, become NFL players uh, for professionally so lots and lots can play uh, NFL in primary school and then as time goes on you know that that percentage gets smaller and smaller so it's a very steep curve and a very small percentage of people have all the skill and talent in that area uh, it's the same with uh, crazily enough with cities you know some cities get bigger and bigger and bigger and get all the population while the vast majority of towns and cities are very small uh, crazily enough it works uh, for solar systems and star the mass of stars and all this stuff but basically talent and success also follows this Prado distribution and a very small amount of the creative people are successful um, so if you think about the in terms of book publishing you know you've got some of those big names like Stephen King and um, whoever else you can think of they sell a bazillion books everybody else is lucky and you know mostly everybody else is just lucky enough to sell enough uh, to pay their bills and then you've probably got the zillions of people who self-publish or vanity publish and they lose money on it and so if you think about that Prado principle it can be a little bit depressing because <laughs> there's a good chance that you fall onto the low uh, part of the curve so you know uh, I'm pretty sure in terms of my creativity I'm not up there with Stephen King I'm probably not going to make a living out of my creative efforts in D&D or um, become a millionaire based on them you know I'm, I'm somewhere probably down in that uh, very shallow part of the curve as a uh, probably 99% of us so welcome to the 99% guys 
Um, but you can't really let that stop you uh, from, you can't let that stop you either. You can't be pessimistic about your level of creativity, can you? So I, I was, I don't know if this is intended to be an encouragement to everybody in their creative endeavors or whether this was just a diary episode to like release a little bit of my angst and try and convince myself to keep moving forward. Uh, but that's what I am going to do. I'm just going to throw myself into uh, the idea. I can't tell you what the idea is because some of my players listen to my podcast now. Don't want to ruin the, the surprise for them. Uh, but I just hope they come with a little bit of mercy in their hearts for me so that if I do accidentally kill them or this idea turns out to be a little bit one-sided or uh, monochromatic, um, that they'll come back the following week um, with an open heart expecting that it was just an aberration and that I'll keep coming up with reasonable content into the future. Um, so don't worry guys, um, keep pushing forward, keep getting up. As I said in uh, episode a couple of weeks ago, um, that barroom brawl theology, he who is still standing at the end of the brawl is the expert and the winner. And uh, if you keep getting up every week, and writing new content and and giving it to your players then then you're winning thanks guys catch you later